Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. But back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you found us in your podcast app, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch Yes, every Tuesday night, we watch NXT, and you know why. You know why. Because we're your NXT friends? Friends. 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 And that's what we do. We record this after NXT goes off the air. We go live on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. We record the show and it goes out on the podcast. And Wednesday nights, we can still be your friends, but we'll also be your dynamates. Yes. But not this one. Not this week. We'll be your... Your Disney mates. We'll be your Disney mates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we are doing our first ever King of the Sing. Uh, yeah. Single, Disney sing-along. Taking place of AEW Dynamite tomorrow, we're yeah. going to load up our Disney Plus or your dust off your VHSs VHS, or DVDs, yeah. and we're going to watch Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that's right. For, for why, you ask? We seem to sing it during the watch-alongs anyway, so... Oh, I was going to say, we do what we want. We do what we want as well. <laughs> we yeah. do what we want. Uh, so join us for that. Uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow on Twitch. Yeah, uh, the Twitch, Wednesday night. Um, and if you miss it, I think the Twitch thing will keep it up there if mm. you want to watch for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a watch-along slash sing-along of Beauty and the Beast just because we feel like it. This mm. pandemic has gotten to us. So yes. We need to sing to feel better. We do, we do. Uh, yeah, so we're a wrestling podcast and we talk about all sorts of stuff. We've done a lot of free shows out this week. Mm. Uh, we had WH Park, uh, post-wrestling friend and uh, Purez expert. Uh, he came on for a special best match ever, Hannah Kimura. Uh, so we had quite uh, an... Uh, 
I don't want to say quite an awesome time because we were kind of celebrating uh, her life because of the one year anniversary of her passing, which is like, oh man, it's kind of depressing. But mm. we did what we do best, and that's like podcasts and talk about some some great wrestling. So best match ever with WH Park. We learned that Hannah Kimura was uh, a badass. Yeah, she was awesome, yeah. and I highly recommend going and trying to watch some of those matches. Um, uh, so many of them are free. I've they're all linked on the on the Patreon and the Post Wrestling Forum. Uh, so yeah, check them out because there there's some really cool matches there. Yeah, uh, all the a lot of the, the matches we talk about are from Stardom and, and such, and they're on like their YouTube and stuff for mm. free. So go check that out and then check out the show we did with WH. But you like free shows and you like podcasts? Well, we put out so many damn podcasts this week. We went back to Gotham. We did. I yes. put it out today, this morning. Yeah, uh, where it all begins again, I think you said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Batman Begins, the first of the Nolan trilogy. This is where things get really, really good. Uh, we've been doing, we did all the Star Wars reviews on our feed and we on decided to, uh, to go and do Batman after that. So Batman Begins, uh, yeah, spoilers, it's really good. <laughs> but that full review is up on this feed as well. So, yeah, we, we've been doing all the free Batman reviews on this very feed for any of those uh, maybe new listeners and stuff. Go back because we've been doing all of them. The only Batman one that's on the Patreon is the 60s one. Yeah. So that's still what we've done it. Maybe once we've completed all of them, we can we can give Do that it. out yeah. as well. Uh, so we've done all the crazy Batmans and now we officially done Batman Begins. So go check that out. Download it for a, a rainy day when you want to listen to Batman or go watch Batman Begins and then listen to us talk mm. about it. Because it's one of our longest shows, I think. I think so. Yeah. We definitely nerd out about Batman. It's clearly move. We're both big fans of this Nolan trilogy. Yes. So uh, the next one will be The Dark Knight. And mm-hmm. that's quite interesting. But uh, all the free shows out as well as there. But if you want more, because, you know, uh, what is it? Quantity over quality? Yeah, more yeah. is more. More is more. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah, more is better and everything. Uh, go to our Patreon. It's almost the end of the month, which means if you've not given us a shot yet, June 1st, you might want to do that. Because not only do you get all the past shows we talked about in May, and every past show in the catalog is out there on the Patreon. Five bucks a month, North American tier, gets you access to that. We've done... Uh, what did we do? Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder one last week. We did, yeah. We did. Uh, uh, we looked at Backlash 2001, uh, went back 20 years ago for Backlash. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The Outsiders. Samurai Cop. Yeah, we've done a lot uh, back over there. Mm. All the other best match ever and all the was next. We just recorded a was next coming out this weekend where uh, it's basically a WrestleMania preview with like WWE main superstars whatever so we go back and watch NXT and for some reason it's just all WWE people on this episode yeah very weird, weird one weird but it's one. still an NXT from 2013 it's very weird so all the other podcasts we do so many different podcasts and we appreciate all you guys but June 1st is a good time to try signing up because you get access to everything new coming out too yeah and also uh, as some as Jake is asking in the uh, in the Twitch room we will be doing a BD Elite this week. Obviously, there's a bit of a change with the AEW schedule. Um, so I'll be joined by John Ceno on Saturday morning, uh, live on Twitch, 11 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, we'll be taking calls as well. So uh, it'll be great to hear from a load of you. Obviously, it, it's a bit of a different time, like Saturday lunchtime. Give us a call. Uh, so 11 a.m. Eastern time, we'll be talking all about the Go Home Show for Double or Nothing ahead of our live watch-along and post-show for Double or Nothing on Sunday. Yeah, all, all elite this week. So yes. tune in for the Saturday morning BD Elite. 
And then join us for that watch along because it'll be super fun. The pay-per-view looks like on paper it's a little weird, but I feel like I want to be like surprised that like, oh yeah, they did it. Yeah, I, I think there could be some surprises there. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking, we're doing all these other shows and uh, I mentioned the fact that if you sign up for June 1st, the June schedule isn't finalized yet, but we got some shows uh, in, in mind. Uh, that WWE Icons thing, got RVD got us inspired to maybe do a best match ever. RVD Jerry Lynn. Yeah, it's been a while since we've looked at a rivalry and series of yeah. matches between two guys. We obviously, if you check our archives, we have the Ric Flair Steamboat uh, series and we've had Masawa Kawada and uh, Kabashi Masawa as well, I believe. And who's even better than all those guys? RVD, RVD and Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Obviously. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. So we'll be doing that next month as well as a bunch more up yours where our world champion patrons get to pick something for us to do. And we're going to do our first ever music review as we're going to be looking at the work of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Hey, would it be weird or wrong? I guess wrong to ask, is it in bad taste to want to do a review of Collision Korea? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Uh, we both watched uh, Dark Side of the Ring the other night. Mm. Uh, we decided to put the new one on. I'm loving that show. We've talked about it the past few weeks. And that episode is amazing. That's one of my favorite episodes. I think full stop. One of the best episodes. And I would say uh, John Cena's apology if he just watched that show oh, as well, I'd be apologizing oh. for whatever. I'll be like, Canada's not a country. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just saying, both these things dropped in the last week, happened in the last week. It's, it's it very, was, very strange. It was fresh in his mind. That yeah, that's what I think. A little scared or something. Yeah, yeah that story is a little... Uh, yeah, I, I know. It's, it's weird. I... I I know of all people, I shouldn't be saying this, but JBL tweeted about John Cena mm. being like, come on, this guy's like done over like 600 Make-A-Wish things. Yeah. He's like one of the nicest guys. It was, he's just, he's got to say, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it's fun. It's weird. Mm. But the collision in Korea thing was even crazier. So technically when, when people ask what's the biggest wrestling event of all time, it's this event mm. because it had like 130,000 people who were forced to go to the show. This looked like a different like world. The footage they showed of this giant show. The size of that statue of that leader was terrifying. This whole, uh, you, just, you could just see Eric Bischoff bringing, so this story is about the WCW guys. Watch this episode if you haven't already, but I'm sure you guys have. They go to Korea and... Bischoff's like, oh, I've got a great gig. We're going we're gonna to outdraw Mania, guys. That was his whole goal. He <laughs> did like, it. I just want to beat Vince. I just want to beat Vince. Yeah, he did it. He so how about has. we go to... Korea. Oh, man, it's so scary. The so, like, communist rule. The only thing I didn't really like, I didn't buy, and I'm sorry, but Too Cold Scorpio says he was like beating the shit out of Hawk, Road Warrior Hawk. Yeah. Don't buy it at all. And then it cuts to my new favorite badass in pro wrestling, Scott Norton, yeah. who goes, ah, I don't think so. It must have been a bad day for Hawk. That's what I find funny. <laughs> you watch the whole documentary and you're like, uh, Scott Norton had his phone conversation cut off and then thrown into like an interrogation room oh. and all that. And you go, yeah, I buy that. Two Cold Scorpio's like, yeah, I'd be up, Hawk. A you're few like, times. You're like, nah. No, you I pulled out his eye. No, you didn't, Hawk. <laughs> you you <laughs> didn't at all. Scorpio. Sorry, Scorpio. <laughs> Too cold. 
I just I I thought it was very interesting that they had all these wrestlers and Muhammad Ali yeah. and Inoki and like it's so so interesting and then like to even get B- Bischoff talking it's too bad I really wish Ric Flair had done interviews for this because yeah me too he probably has some feelings some type of way about oh, that, yeah, of that sure. event but uh, overall probably my favorite episode just I because think so it's so it's not this like classic depressing wrestling one where like where it's like this guy died and mm. here's his life story it's and- like these guys almost died <laughs> they got away it's, it's yeah it's a, it's a happy ending like we don't know for sure if anyone involved in that event did or did not die because it's very very scary but really I I thought that was top notch like meta wrestling fan like let's watch a documentary about depressing shit in wrestling but this one was like not so much depressing eye opening scary and comical because yeah they got out okay yeah it's fine fine. it felt like I'm sure we'll get a movie of this one it sounds like a great movie it's like Argo that's what it felt like to me. It felt more like the Seth Rogen, James Franco, the interview. <laughs> that as well, yeah. That one that's almost yes. started a world war, I yeah. think, or something. Yeah. Uh, it Maybe was... you're a firework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one's great. I, I love like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen and James Franco aren't working together anymore no, for no. reasons. Uh, yeah. Talking of docs, have you watched the Warrior doc yet? So that one's the A&E one? A&E one. No, I haven't, but I went through my DVD collection because we just recently mm. moved, and I found the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Right. So I just put that on instead. Oh, did you watch no. it? <laughs> I've watched it before. but Right. Uh, no, I haven't checked it out. I will say I'm more interested in watching the dark side of the ring version. Me too. Uh, they do hit a lot of uh, the bad stuff, though, as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They kind of try to wrap it all together neatly at the end and it's like oh it's the warrior he became and all this bullshit what? but yeah they interview Dana and like uh, the kids and stuff but yeah. kind of say that like I don't know they think he sort of changed his attitude but I, I don't know if I'm buying that uh, but they do, they do show him like going to a school and like being very homophobic and all these kids like yelling at him damn oh um, good so yeah like they, they don't shy away from okay. the bad stuff uh, but I am. I'll be interested to see the dark side as, as well, just to compare the two. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I will have to throw that one on because I, I think we I'll talked borrow about your DVD as well. Yeah, yeah. It's been oh, yeah. Have you watched that one before? This <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I have that one. Like, so you can't find that one anywhere. I think I mentioned I got the Chris Benoit DVD, just his best of in his story. It's really sad now. Should I was there it? when Warrior gave his speech. I thought you said when he died. I was like, whoa. Well, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, him in, even in his Hall of Fame speech, he was like, didn't like that DVD. <laughs> so that wasn't nice. I like how in the new doc on A&E, it has Hulk Hogan who's like, yeah, they shouldn't have put that tape out, man. That was a bad one. You were interviewed on it. <laughs> you were like, warrior, brother. You had no jack. It's like, dude, you uh, were the one who said it, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Do, do you not remember when cameras are rolling? Oh, wait, sometimes you don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I love all the wrestling docs that are, mm. seem to be happening. And, uh, I, st- I've only checked out some clips on YouTube of the hidden treasures stuff. Yep. But of all people, it was my mom who happened, I guess, to be watching TV on mm. A&E or something. Maybe Dog, the Bounty Hunter reruns are on or something. But she's like, hey, what's that, like, hidden treasure show? And said so she got, kind of got into it. She said she watched the one with Undertaker. <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen a few of them yeah, now with top dollar uh, with top dollar i think he's great uh yeah. yeah it's really i've been quite enjoying it like i just throw it on in the background whilst doing other stuff um but you had them looking for the 
the Iron Sheik's boot okay. uh, in one of them, and they eventually found the the one they were looking for the one in the boot camp match against Sergeant Slaughter, yeah, but couldn't find it. Um, and then they eventually thought they did, but then when comparing footage with like uh, with the shoe and analyzing it, they were like, "Oh no, this is the WrestleMania two boot and stuff like that." Um, Booker T trying to get his uh, robe that he wore for I think his last match as King Booker. King Booker, yeah, uh, it's the robe he only wore once, whereas the other one he wore all the time. Weird. Finds a guy who has it. And he's like, why oh, does this get random guy have this? Just there's, there's these collectors yeah, who just acquire it. And he's like, okay, I'll give you, um, two grand, two G's for the, for the rope. And he's like, no, it's like, okay. Uh, five G's. He's like, no, it's going to take a lot. It's like, all right, well, we thought you might say that. So how about Charmel's dress and five grand? And I think he offers, what? he offers like some trunks he wore as well or something okay. like that. And the guy's like, all of that and 10 grand. And they're like, no, bye, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. I don't know if King Booker's But last it's just robe. weird, like, how about my wife's dress and a lot of money for my robe back? I don't it's know. an interesting yeah, show. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, I don't know. The other day, uh, a buddy of mine was like, hey, you can have some stuff, like wrestling shit I don't need or mm. care about. And if you see some something in my room, have it. So I came home with like some random figures, like a Ric Flair autograph and yeah. whatever, like... Just like shit he didn't really care about. But one of the things, and I don't know where it is right now, is like, I guess it came out with a video game a few years ago mm. where it's like, it's it's this glass thing, picture frame thing with Ric Flair picture, but it's a part of like his robe from like oh, this one match. Right. So I'm like, that's pretty crazy. But yeah. that means they cut up this fucking robe and no one, I guess, no one and can then wear it. sold it a load of that. Yeah. It's like so weird that, like, why is that a thing of, there's so many weird, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the true holy grail of, like, pro wrestling memorabilia because all that stuff sounds cool the it's, undertaker stuff the t- king booker's robe doesn't really sound that great but like all the other stuff sounds cool. i think it's but. anything that's like an iconic moment and only wore like once like the gear that was only worn for this match ever okay i'd imagine would and like it'd have to be like a pretty iconic match right because if i remember when we went to msg they have like hogan's boots from like that mania right like they have you know, Bruce Springsteen's guitar from such and yeah. such. Like, they got iconic things in the venue. It was almost like a museum. So I'm wondering, is like, what is the the one? Like, is there a specific world title belt that Ric Flair had that he was the first one? Like, there's so many different things. Because the thing I once saw at a convention a few years ago was a Survivor Series 1997 chair signed by Brett and Sean. Mm. And I was like, that's pretty great that's yeah. pretty fucking nuts and it was only he was only selling it for like a, uh, only selling it for like 1200 bucks and i was hmm. like you could pro- you could probably sell yeah, it for a lot more that, yeah. that's why i was like should i put together 1200 bucks to to buy this and I, I didn't but you know my birthday's in july guys so yeah, try can, to find it try. somewhere yeah. and uh, send us over we i want some wrestling chairs in the house some wrestling chairs yeah we don't yeah. have enough of those Never, never paid that much for a seat. Um, <laughs> my friend does have AJ Styles gloves signed by Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Right? Yeah. See that? It's <laughs> definitely not. Uh... It was when it was it was in Toronto and it was meant to be AJ and Jericho, yeah. but AJ had to pull out, so Kevin Owens did it, and my friend went dressed as AJ Styles oh, and didn't know. wanted to see AJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how I have the spinner title here, but it's signed by Jericho and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Neither of whom held that title, did they? <laughs> 
gotta get signed by Cena. <laughs> trying to sell it i'm trying to sell it for a world title but no one wants a spinner yeah. i i comically love the spinner <laughs> i think it's hilarious it's yeah it's so good what other world title spins none exactly nothing spins uh so let us know what's what's the actual holy grail of wrestling because like people in boxing you know, think like muhammad ali's gloves or, or shit like that but when it comes to like wrestling what it truly is because when the show that they do is interesting and they go off on the the memorabilia but like what is the true like what does triple h have that he has a lot of Killer Kowalski stuff, I think. Mm. Uh, and, like, what, is, what would Vince have, essentially? Because all these legends of stuff. But, like, what do I do with this uh, in the box that of random shit I have? I have a Chris Benoit autograph. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> it's not... It's, I don't know if it's worth money. Is yeah. it? I don't know. I'm sure some weirdo would want it. <laughs> At the Brady. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of weirdos... God, what a segue. Yeah, okay. I guess we got to get to the part of the show where we we do this, right? We were just trying to not do it. Yeah. We were just just trying to talk about it. Yeah, and then I was thinking we are the NXT show. We should really... So we mentioned... uh, Actually, I think maybe it was on BD Elite last week where we talked about some of the releases because Mm. last week on NXT, Alexander Wolfe gets kicked out of Imperium and then the next day he gets kicked out of WWE NXT. So he got released. But there was a few releases. Then there was a big one this week that definitely... uh, Got a lot of wrestling fans and the forums and your chats and your group chats and your people going off because the Velveteen Dream has been released. Patrick yes. Clark is gone. Yeah. Um, I don't think a big surprise. Like, um, they tried to kind of bring him back last year and it was very much rejected by the audience. So if your audience keeps rejecting, I don't see the point in really holding on to a guy right. uh, like that. Uh, obviously, the statement came out from Dream. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, the day before. You had to read it upside down or something. What's that? You had to, you had to read it sideways because the fucking guy doesn't even. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. I shouldn't be. I'm not trying to make light of this, but clearly, we we do not like like when the speaking out stuff and all this stuff. This is this is good that this happens in pro wrestling, mm. especially like it is good that we can make sure that this is out in the open and this does not happen going forward, or yeah. at least hope that's the the goal here. However, it's like this guy, uh, there was stuff that came out and everyone like assumed these things and and kind of jumped on him, and that's what kind of caused this. Like they brought him back and then they turned him heel in the height of this like accusations and mm. stuff. And again, as wrestling fans, we've mentioned everyone has their own like opinions and views and stuff. You look at like the quote unquote like what evidence that was against him. And most, if you talk to your wrestling friends or whatever, they'd be like, oh, what do you think about this person or this person? They go, oh, that one's, that one's tough. That Mm. one's like, it looks like it could be something we wish wasn't true. Mm. And now he's coming out with a statement that he's saying this is the circumstances and all this stuff. Meanwhile, still decides to get a little, shot in at prince for no fucking reason <laughs> uh yeah i don't know who prince was but he died and said i'll just take that gimmick <laughs> that wasn't needed yeah i i mean also, I, the- I found the whole stuff about uh his gimmick weird yeah um I, I didn't personally find the the silence necessarily weird because i look at say the video matt riddle released and i that didn't leave a good impression on me either. Mm-hmm. So it it's difficult, and you would hope that a WWE would probably have a a PR team or something advising their talent what to do in these situations. So 
I, I I wasn't too surprised about the silence, but it was very odd saying I like wasn't try- I was trying not to break kayfabe and I built up this gimmick that I didn't want to lose. Like that stuff was all very odd. It's like why are you like sorry, but like it, we we know it's fake. We yeah. we saw you on Tough Enough. We know you're Patrick Clark. Like it's that stuff was very odd and a very odd kind of excuse. But yeah, it all, I mean, I think. I think the release is ultimately the right thing because uh, it's it's such a like messy situation and, and the guy could be innocent. I don't know. I I'm not a detective, um, but there's I don't know. There is still it still feels like there are kind of holes in the whole thing, and I think at least for now it's best to be just far away from the limelight. Yeah, yeah. I, look, obviously we would all feel for the this guy if he comes out and he's saying look this is these are fake allegations that people are mm. it sounds like he's like these people are ganging up on me to, to go forward and and, and I, I take me down for like whatever reason or or whatever but it's like if that were true and you are like dude that's insane and crazy however the way he's gone about it is not the way I, like if i'm an innocent person the same the way i'd be doing this is no, what i'm saying yeah. that's what makes me looking at this because man i wish all this wasn't true because mm-hmm. i he was he was a great wrestler at a great point he's a character i watched week to week doing mm-hmm. this show we watched him all the time but when this story came out and we looked at what we thought was what was happening we were like oh not too big of a fan of him anymore yeah and then now this comes out and it doesn't necessarily make me believe his side of the story no so i guess uh we could that's that's i mean the patrick clark experience the dream is over yeah, and I think selfishly, from our point of view, we probably, hopefully, won't really need to talk about this much after this week. Yeah, and we we were uncomfortable talking about him when this was all happening. Yeah, we made that very clear on the show too. And yeah, uh, but who knows? This story might not be over. It's it's just very messy. I don't like talking about this stuff, but it's kind of it's in the news, and we kind of have to. <laughs> Game blouses. How do you not know who Prince is and then just go, I'll just do that. Just take his gimmick and, yeah. Uh, well, that that was a story that, like, we didn't really want to talk about. But it's definitely something that affects, like, something we've been watching and talking about for a long time. Uh, something we haven't talked about. I swear we'll get to NXT, but <laughs> uh, New Japan, pro wrestling, their champion, the IWGP champion, Will Ospreay. Yeah. He's injured. Mm-hmm. Gives up the title. It's vacated. What's going on? What are the dirt sheets saying about think, Sir Will? I think Will lost his smile. Oh, <laughs> damn. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, this is fascinating. Like, what the hell is going on in New Japan right now? There's uh, a COVID outbreak there, which, I mean, is, I guess, going to happen at some point in certain workplaces. But uh, the Rainmaker's down. Uh, and Will Ospreay, yeah, vacates the title at first saying it's a neck injury and then they're kind of saying it's the same thing that Okada and Ibushi have both been working with Hmm. and then there are talks of the Gaijins in New Japan not being happy with kind of uh, like tour dates being moved around and being stuck there being stuck there and I guess this COVID outbreak's not helping things yeah um and yeah, then there's kind of talks that maybe there are like 
relationship issues and things like that. And it's, it's all very odd and it's all very, it's all like rumor, innuendo right now. Yeah. Uh, something's fishy in New Japan. Yeah. It's, it's definitely kind of scary just talking about how the, the collision in Korea thing, right? Like, Mm. especially in a pandemic where people are getting sick and yeah, like we've had, we have vaccines and, and stuff now and stuff, but still it's, it's not, it's not fun. It's not good. It's terrifying. And if there's reason for them to like hide up a cover up a story, I find that very odd. So I, I'm assuming the guy is actually injured and maybe perhaps on top of this, there's some issues. I get injured and he wants to go home and they say, well, you stay home. I, I, maybe they want him to work injured, right? Like, I mean, we see in New Japan a bunch of guys work injured. Yeah. And we've seen Osprey with like severe injuries that he's worked through, which I'm not condoning working through an injury. And I'm not saying, oh, come on, Will, you should. But yeah. the fact that it's it's his first world championship title reign and he's vacating it because he's injured. Yeah. And it's like, and the reports are like... Look, I hope he's okay. That's me, for, me too, for, of course. Like, first and foremost, I, I, I know that there's, like, he's been in the the, the group with the king, what's the, the empire and empire, stuff. Yeah. New Japan's been, like, cold from, from a long time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he's been the champion. So people will be like, ah, oh, it's because he's the champion. It has nothing to do with that. They've just been, it's a pandemic and it sucks. And now they're pulling shows. It was probably going to be him and Okada. Okada's probably going to beat him for it. Mm. I love their Wrestle Kingdom match. It was a classic. Yeah. However, I'm just like... Is if the guy is not the champion, so they're not going to do these shows because they got to hold off because like Japan's getting hit pretty hard right now, and which it seems like that. But don't worry, they're still doing the Olympics in a few months, <laughs> so everything will be fine by then, right? I I just feel like it's kind of interesting, it, and he's got the group, the Empire, and his 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 girlfriend on and off screen. Priestley is she? I, I'm seeing people are saying that she's signing to to NXT UK. Or, mm. or stuff like that. And again, I'm just going off of my favorite free app, Twitter. But I'm like, oh man, like, I'm, I, I see that they say the guy's injured. All I think is I want him to be all right. Cause I think he's awesome wrestler. And, you know, that's what I want to see. But if does, does, does she show up and does Bea Priestley show up in like NXT UK? That's pretty like big, I guess, for NXT UK. Does he join? Is he the guy who shows up and fights Walter? Like, is that... Like, are we just, like, reading into too many things? Yeah, I mean, there there are so many rumors about what's going on yeah. there. But uh, by the sounds of it, it's more than just an injury. Okay. Um, be a Priestley going to NXT UK, I mean, could be a, just a completely separate thing. And I think that would be a, a good place for her, actually, because uh, I think they're sort of actually beefing up that women's division quite well and it's obviously a great way to get into NXT proper um I don't really think uh Osprey is going to be going to NXT UK. I don't want that no uh I can't see that happening I'm not ruling it out but I I just feel that's unlikely yeah I feel like there's a lot more storytelling for him mm. right now going on but I mean everyone you would assume every- but then if you're fed up yeah like if, if they're really fed up over there uh, maybe. Yeah, possibly. But you get to stay home for it. Like if you've been away for a long time from your family, well, how about a year? Year home will pay you well. You'll we, be the champ, and occasionally you'll be in NXT as well. Well, some of their shows are not going forward right now because of this stuff. But then also the titles vacated, so you know what this means. It means they keep it vacated till the G one, and the winner of the G one, Tomohiro Ishii, <laughs> wins the damn thing and becomes IWGP World Champion. 
That, like, I'd love that. And, like, yeah, Shingo Ishii final G1 to, to determine the... Book it. None of this, like, they've ruined the briefcase the last couple of years Garbage. with these two, like, double night, gold dash, yeah. Mario Kart, double, double door dash, dash. <laughs> double door dash on at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, save it. Like, start doing more headlining with the never open weight title and, uh, well, not the IC title, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, just... Junior heavyweights, that kind of thing, and then G1, determine the oh, new... And then take that new title that looks like the Divas title, throw it in the bin, yeah. get the old one back. Cursed. Put it on Big Tom. The year's Big 2019 Tom. and everything's good. You could also take what I just said about Tom and put Suzuki in there. Give him, Just give him a run. What about three-way? <laughs> Shingo. Shingo, Suzuki, No, I don't like Tom. three-ways in New Japan. Yeah. It's not as good. Uh, everywhere else, that was fine. <laughs> uh, so th- those are some news. I, that's, I guess that's some news out of New Japan. But I hope uh, by the summer, maybe Japan is all right and some of these wrestlers are okay. Everyone's okay. I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, that's all the wrestling news of the day. Yeah. Oh, and the Leafs won. Way! Yeah, so we're all right. It's we're good. It's 3-1 now in the series, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we're all right. We're coming mm-hmm. back. We're doing it for Tavares. Okay, I guess we can talk about the show we are here to talk about. Let's do it. Let's talk about NXT from May 25th, 2021. We go into a little video hype-up package for tonight because tonight is Balor Cross 2, the main event for the title, main event, coming up. But we start off with a kind of a number one contenders match for the women's tag titles here in NXT. The former champs looking for some retribution, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Versus the NXT Women's Champ, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Uh, so Raquel and Dakota were like, we don't just want this title. We want all the women's gold here. So they want their shot. But Shotzi and Ember, they want their rematch. And Shotzi and Ember come out of the tank. Welcome to the ball pit. You're going to get your ass kicked. Is still one of my favorite wrestling lyrics <laughs> going right now. Uh, Ember Moon starts off here and hits this pretty awesome counter to Raquel's powerbomb, which is like a dragon Rana for a near fall. Kai is in, but misses her wash kick on Shotzi and gets hit with the senton into the ropes. Uh, there's then a beautiful like clover leaf from Shotzi Blackheart here. Very tech, the technical sound Shotzi Blackheart, apparently. I, I love a good clover leaf. It looked good. She mm. folded her, then did it over here. Uh, then there's like a uh, Ember Moon who comes in with like these uh, single leg drop kicks to the face of Raquel and then does her favorite dance. Oh, boy. What do you call that dance? It's the... The, like, not the like robot. the worm with your arms. The worm with your arms? There's a name That's for this dance. That's not what it's called. It's not the robot. Snake. Is it the snake? The wiggly worm. The wiggly worm? Man, we're so... <laughs> I don't know. I won't even want to say There's a reason why we don't know the name, because it's very, very out of touch and out of date. <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me... It should not be performed. Like I told you, I recently watched Wolf of Wall Street. Leo, not, Leo does that in the movie when he's like... <laughs> but he does it amazing. He does it like it's so fluid. It's great. Uh, Ember does it. And then clearly, Ember is a big fan of the Friends reunion mm. here, because instead of doing that and then doing the suck it for Road Dog. She does the worm dance into the uh, the Ross the Geller wrist bump thing. Yeah. The what is it? What? Can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what does he it means. F you essentially. Yeah. Like in front, it's the code words that they use. Uh, shout out the Friends reunion. Is it out yet? 
Yeah, there was another one that you do with like your arms. Chicken thing, yeah. yeah. Unagi as well. It's out in a couple of days. Yeah? All right. Shout out Matthew Perry. Stop it. <laughs> I love Matthew Perry. I don't know what you mean. So Ember does that, and you def- she definitely got a rise out of me. I was like, all right, I see what you did there. Uh, then Shotzi's comes in and goes after Daka- Dakota with the switchblade kick. And then here's a pretty cool sequence. I definitely thought I was waiting for this, where it's Shotzi hits her with the switchblade, which is like holds the leg and then flicks it like flicks her leg out and kicks her in the head. But then Dakota hits her with the scorpion kick, which yeah. is her like overhead backwards like kick thing, which is insane. So kicks on kicks. Ember hit locks in this STF on Kai, and it looks like it's the finish of the match. It's like the Jungle Boy snare trap mm, thing, STF legal yeah. stretch. Raquel breaks it up and saves Kai here, which seems to be the story of the match where Raquel keeps saving Kai. There's the tornado bomb high up in the air on Ember, but counters it into the eclipse. And then there's the flipping cutter combo on Dakota Kai from Shotzi and Ember, kind of like the the Motor City machine guns they used to do this move. Right. They pin Dakota, and it's over. Shotzi and Ember are going to get another shot at the titles, but... Right after the match, Raquel attacks them, power bombs Shotzi repeatedly into the walls, just taking both of them out as they stand tall and remind us that they're the baddies. Yeah, which actually was kind of interesting to see Raquel do this because I've thought over the last few weeks, she's kind of, to me, felt a bit more babyface with Dakota being more the the mean one, like with the showing the respect to Mercedes Martinez after the match and that kind of thing. And this was kind of firmly solidifying her as a, a big heel here. Um, I, I like the match. I actually think Shotzi and Ember are starting to really gel together quite nicely. And you can see they've done a bunch of these tags now because I think they've, they're have they looking way more solid as a team. Um, love the storytelling with kind of Raquel always saving Dakota uh, and that Texas tornado into the stunner, into the eclipse, I thought was very nice looking. Um yeah, so I quite enjoyed this, and I, I found the post-match actually quite interesting because we're just waiting for Raquel to flip on Dakota. Yeah, here, the whole we? story was I was saving you in this, and then you got pinned. So realistically, we were kind of like, is the turn happening? But instead, she beat up Shasi. So they're definitely teasing And us. who do you think it is that will turn on who? I you think Raquel on Dakota or Dakota on Raquel? I think Raquel on Dakota, and R- Dakota goes back to being like Evie, Team Kick, Happy, right. happy Dakota. But then gets her gets beat up, gets beaten up, and loses again. It's like Sean and Diesel. Yeah, right. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know something I mean, like that. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I like this match actually a lot. I, I agree. Ember and Shotzi like are definitely feeling more like a, a unit here because at yeah. first you could say it's like I, I think Ember was great in this match, and usually we're not too high on Ember Moon, but. It's still like Shotzi comes out with her gimmick that she's been doing for quite a while, and it's Ember's like, and I'm doing it too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying what she said. As well. I'm saying that too. So it's like, all right. But she's she looks like maybe they're getting more comfortable. Yeah. Ember just needs to do more Friends references, and I'll love it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we go to a promo from Champa and Thatcher. They're backstage sitting on chairs. We already know where this goes. They say... You take two steps forward, you got to take one back. You take one forward, you got to take two back. We put the cart before the horse and we realize that, GYV, you had different plans for us. Well, we have a grudge with you and that's okay. The final destination has many paths. Our paths run straight through you. We've beat you. You've beat us. It's time for round three. And Thatcher says, I'm going to enjoy breaking your limbs. 
as Champa does the chair throw, walks off, and then Thatcher's doing this like toothless smile and says he's gonna break their limbs. And then he throws the chair at the wall too. And then Champa comes back and they're like, ah, we hate chairs. It reminds <laughs> it reminded me of uh, you know, when you see like a grown up do something like slam a door so then you see a kid who copies it and it's like ah it's just it's like Thatcher will just do oh Champa threw the chair because Champa like slides it to the side like throws it aside where Thatcher just picks it up and launches it at the grating yeah I found this I I like again these two are gelling together a lot more like they're getting good chemistry now Um, yeah I, I enjoyed this yeah, and it's setting up a rematch with Grizzled Young Vets. All yes. the tag teams got little beefs with each other, with everyone, which is yeah. nice. We go to a, a video of Finn Balor showing up earlier here today for his title match, and then Cross and Scarlet as well. Everyone's getting ready for that big fight field later tonight. We are now going to our next match, a returning Bobby Fish. That's right, Bobby Fish is back in NXT to go up against the guy who took him out for a while, Pete Dunne who comes down to the ring with Oni Larkin. Uh, I'm realizing that Pete Dunne's theme is not his old theme, but sounds like his old theme. It's similar. It's making me feel insane. Because yeah. it sounds like his old theme, but it's not his old theme. Uh, well, speaking of new and old themes, we then looked at each other and went, wait a second. Uh, Adam Cole didn't come out with Undisputed Era music. Kyle O'Reilly, he got new music too. Roderick Strong, he's like, I can't have new music. I'm quitting. He leaves. Yeah. Bobby Fish just returned tonight. So does Bobby Fish get to keep the Undisputed Era? I thought era? he was going to be the one to keep the Undisputed Era. So Bobby Fish comes out to new music. With <laughs> Kyle's theme, pretty no. much. Oh, it was very similar. Kyle's theme is generic 13 and Bobby's is generic 14. Come on. Gotcha. It's right. very similar, though. Yeah, very similar. I, I think Bobby's is slightly better. From my first listen, I was like, okay. Hot take. Mm. Hot take. Bobby Fish's new music. It's got like the Fish logo all in his Titan Tron and everything. Yeah, he loves Fish, this guy. I'm getting, like, last week they're like, hey, Alexander Wolf, go out there and uh, get beat up. And then the next day they're like, hey, Alexander Wolf, pick up your phone. Oh, no. Is this what you're saying? I don't want to say anymore. Come on. Uh, How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? We have Bobby Fish versus Pete Dunn one-on-one. And actually, this was uh, pretty awesome. They go into this forearm exchange early on here. And then both of the guys are like submission experts. They're doing all sorts of ankle like attacks. And obviously, Pete Dunn hates limbs. But Fish also hates limbs here. He's going for like the ankles and the knees. Pete shows his uh, ruthlessness by just stomping Fish in the face here. But Fish comes back with a Fujiwara armbar that's then turned into like a hammerlock throw into the ropes. There's a commercial break, but when we come back, it's Dunn who's working the heel and starts slapping Fish. And then there's like these MMA-style takedowns from both guys and then a spine buster from Fish. There's Pete Dunn with the armbar into like a Kimura flying lock and fish just overthrows him into the ropes which was nuts i don't know how he didn't hurt his neck landing like that and then a high knee from fish more submissions another arm bar there's like strikes it definitely was going for like the mma fight feel here in this but then it's turn it's fish who's working the arm and he's got this crazy arm bar onto pete dunn who manages to slip out of it while holding the wrist, which then kind of accidentally sets Fish up for the bitter end 
which then is like the pump handle arm trap into the flatliner. And Pete pins fish. He fried him uh, in a really technical match. Yeah, really enjoyed this. Uh, I think Vic said on commentary, this is Bobby Fish's first singles match in four years. Uh, now, I didn't go back to check that, but kind of sounds like it could be right. Like, I can't think of him having that many singles matches on NXT. Um but yeah, really, really good match. Fish looked great here coming back from injury and just showcasing how good Dunn is at this kind of brutal technical style. Uh, each week he's just putting on really good matches and they, I think they're giving him the right opponents to really show off. Yeah, it felt like a real fight. The, the grudge was there and they were actually trying to hurt each other, make each other tap out. Uh, good stuff. Uh, and then right after, it's Oni Larkin who attacks bobby fish here and beats the hell out of him and that's it no kyle for the save yeah interesting now we know kyle said he's doing his own thing but this is your buddy and he He kind of saved you the other week so i think that was the the lack of kyle and commentary didn't really hit you over well didn't mention it at all but i've got to think that's that's gotta come round because he didn't save him yeah it's going to be like, hey, man, why didn't you WWE.com Twitter exclusive or something? You didn't show up to save me. He's like, well, well, well yeah, we said we're not boys anymore, but I saved you. So what the hell? And he's like, yeah, all right. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm in the main event next week for a title shot. I'm too busy. I mean, could we see a uh, do you think Bobby is mad and he attacks could. Kyle next week or something? You should just stick attacking. Oni, we haven't seen Cole for a while. We're either. probably getting Oni versus Fish. I would think so. I would think After that's this what's attack, happening first. But, yeah. but, uh, it makes me think if we are going to uh, go back to the Cole match, maybe Fish will be on his side. Oh, Cole and... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's all kind of weird. It's still mm. muddy because Cole's kind of in the wings. We're not I sure. like that, though. Yeah. I like that this is kind of looming on overhead. I like Pete Dunne, the, the role he's in right now. Mm. He's, he's menacing. We see Mercedes Martinez. She's cutting a little promo while walking backstage towards the ring she says she has a match and tonight is night one on the road back to challenging for the title she had that misstep but she's she knows that when she gets another chance to fight Raquel she's gonna beat her and she's walking off to the ring and as it she walks off you see behind her at the end of the hall Boa in all black and sunglasses on staring watching so either they're doing the Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell storyline now with Mercedes Bobo, <laughs> where he's just like peeking in the glasses like he's a member of the Matrix. Uh, uh, or, you know. They're TNT setting stuff. up for a, a great new season of Mixed Match, mixed match <laughs> Challenge, if that is the case. Boa? No, you, you can have Boa and Mercedes. No, what do you mean Boa and Zaya? Well, but he, you said he fancies Mercedes. So then who does Zaya team with? Zaya and... I don't even know. See? You can't. You just ruin Zaya's chances of fighting in the mixed match. I mean, you got Jan- Johnny and Candice. You got Johnny and Candice. Indy and Dexter. Indy, Dexter. Uh, Zaya's not in it. Sorry. Okay. That's Unless fine. you bring Keith Lee back and it can be Zaya Lee. <laughs> <laughs> not Zaya Leah. Not Zaya Leah. Can't be in the mixed match challenge. Yeah. You got oh, but Robert Stone and Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, there you go. We got all the couples. Yeah. In here, mixed match. Challenge. Cross and Scarlet. Cross and Scarlet. That's yep. true. Yep. There we go. Book it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so where Vanessa were we? Vanessa Bourne and no wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Mercedes Martinez is going to have a match, but we go to the lab. Back in the lab again, y'all. Hit Row. They're in their producer studio chairs. Their studio looking nice, the lab. They say last week, no, no, every week. We get we coming out here and we doing what we want and we're making everybody mad. We making everybody big mad with big facts. They say NXT is the land of opportunities. So we're gonna take these opportunities. TikTok says Swerve that he's gonna be watching this title match tonight because he's got his eyes on the NXT championship. He says, you know, that's looking good. But then says, you know, but there's also that 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 other champion, Bronson Reed, the new champion, that's something he's got his eyes on. Top Dalla mentions as well. I think Ashanti the Adonis goes off on Kushida, says like, oh, Kushida, well, that time splitter, I'll knock him back to the future. Uh, Top Dalla, though, has a great line. Uh, J. Cole put out an album this week where he's got a line talking about, I put an M on your head and like you Luigi's brother. So here he flips it and says, MSK, the tag champs, will put an L on your head like you a Mario brother. So mm-hmm. clearly he's t- they're tying in the new like hip hop lines and yeah. kind of flipping it. Uh, I thought this was awesome. It, it, it's basically them calling out all the champions because we we figured Swerve Reed is something they would go to, yes. but now it's kind of brought. Everyone seems to be doing this. Santos does this all the time. He I just, love it. Yeah, he just shits on everyone. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I think I love how everyone in NXT. Pete Dunne's been going. Oh, I kind of want the UK championship, but I want the NXT championship, but I want the North American championship. You've got. Um, all the tag teams are like calling out that all the women yeah. Mercedes is still calling out uh, Raquel. And I like this, that everyone in NXT seem hungry for championships and they want to win. And I think this group, it gives you the thought of, Oh, well you could have all of these guys as champions. You can have either tags or cruiserweight and North American and women's. And uh, yeah, I, I like this. And I think these guys still, uh, seem great like i like their lines i think they look really cool um big big fans yeah so far this stable is like a hit for me and swerve basically saying that there's this land of opportunity and all these champions are are like because he ran ran them down but saying he didn't get his opportunities Mm because he's been saying that so i imagine it it's him and reed that's the match i kind of want oh wait no they kind of said something else up didn't they uh i'm not sure then what is the the title that they or maybe not going for something, right? Not, like, right, it could right be, away. like, more vignettes, more than winning, and this is a project after in your house. Fair, because I still want Ruff versus Swerve one more time. One more time? Yeah, and some gimmick match in your house. Mm. In your house match. Yes. Or does Ruff have friends to help beat off the, like, the, scare away the, the friends? No, Ruff doesn't have friends. No, no yeah. friends for no Ruff. No friends for Ruff. Uh, I love anything with the hit row right now. They're awesome. We go to Mercedes Martinez in a match uh, against the Shooting Star Press Master. Is it Zeta? I'm a little confused because I heard Beth say Ramirez, and then I heard Tom, sorry, Vic Joseph say Ramira. No, I th- it's Ramir. Ramir. Yeah. Zeta Ramir. Okay. But I think Beth was saying Zeta Ramir is climbing the top. Got you. Got <laughs> so you. So it sounds like Zeta yeah. M- Ramirez. Because I wrote it down. The way I saw her, her name yeah. was spelled last week and everything. But then Beth saying that, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> she said it a few times. So I was like, is it Ramirez now? I'm she's going, Ramirez doing this. Ramirez doing that. Yeah, Zeta Ramirez. Yeah. Zeta Ramirez. Yeah, she's great. She's awesome. Uh, unfortunately, though, Mercedes Martinez is her opponent. And she's pissed off mm. because she didn't win the title. So she beats the hell out of her here. 
there's actually Zeta who comes in hot with these like surprise quick roll-ups that gets the best of Mercedes who keeps kicking out. So she's pissing her off even more. Zeta runs into a spine buster and then a big knee to the jaw. The firemen carry up on the shoulders into the air raid crash and Mercedes Martinez wins the match pretty quick. Yeah, uh, very dominant from Mercedes. Gave uh, Zeta a little bit, but it's just kind of... It's a quick rehab after the loss from the other week. But... Yeah, but the real story is the lights go out, pitch black. Then they come back and it's red. And there's smoke in the ring and ringside. There's this, like, dark ambient music playing. Mercedes is looking around. She's a little freaked out. And all of a sudden, the the smoke kind of clears. The lights come back to normal. And Mercedes Martinez music hits again because she won the match. And she's just kind of like, huh, that was weird. <laughs> but then looks down at her hand. And her hand had a, red, a black X on it. Yeah, I'm oh back my. in. I'm back in. Oh. They brought me back. Uh, this was so campy but I I quite enjoyed this Vic Joseph said and I quote the new mark Mm. I thought yes we are all that because we love the storyline still again (laughs) yeah I I thought this was way cooler than just doing an attack because that's what you're expecting all the lights are going down and then I expect them to come back up and Zia Lee kicks her in the head and poses but this was way cooler yeah with i i love the touch of just putting a music back on as if nothing happened yeah uh yeah i, I quite like this so um are we eventually gonna get um mei ying are we eventually getting her her debut? face showed up briefly on the titan tron during the like smoke and mirror stuff so mm. like maybe uh but or do you think zaya first to build to mei ying because is it Boa? Who, Zaya wasn't really, like involved Zaya here. Wasn't there at all, so is no. it Boa who's like, huh? Maybe that is the first opponent for May. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it, or it's just Zaya Lee again. Yeah. But I kind of want the story to go. It took a dive, and then they're like, let's let's rehab this, and then they're they're yeah. trying to do that. The now. stuff with Caden Carter and Casey Canzaro wasn't good. No, that was awful. But the stuff with like the animated story that was great, and stuff like this is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too into like, you know, that fiendy smoke and mirror stuff. I feel like wrestling's kind of moved on, but here it's done well where it's like they just the lights went out and they marked you. It's scary. Yeah, I don't like I like it when it's sort of I can buy it as this is them fucking with you. It's not we are magic and we're producing red smoke. Right. You know? Well, I mean with the Caden Carter thing, Maying like what, blew the vape into her faces and stuff? Yeah. So, I mean... I'm going to forget about that stuff. Yeah, that didn't happen? No. Yeah, no memory of that. Yeah. Uh, it's like in Batman Begins with the smoke, the fear, the scarecrow in yeah. Batman. Yeah. Except it just knocks you out. That would be crazy. Why don't they just do that? Pretend they got that, that flower, that scarecrow flower in Batman. Because then we'd have bad actors pretending that they're going crazy. We already had that. Yeah. We have a lot of that in wrestling. <laughs> I'm interested. I want to yeah, see what it's happens. it's never good. <laughs> we go to... Ted DiBiase is hanging out backstage with Tony Storm. Of all people, I wouldn't expect Ted to be (laughs) chatting to Tony, but alas, here we are. We go to Cameron Grimes, who comes down to the ring with his epic rap intro. I still love it. He has a microphone. He has no shirt on, but a blazer, matching pants, some nice shoes, his hat. And he grabs a microphone, and right as the first word comes out of his mouth, 
he is interrupted by the million dollar man's music. <laughs> the laugh, the music, money, money, money. Ted comes down to the ring. Uh, I will say, realistically, up to leading up to this point, Cameron Grimes looks like the smarter guy because oh yeah, he's out. He made Ted DiBiase pay eight mil for a fucking two mil house. Cameron Grimes shows up in a Rolls Royce last week. Million Dollar Man shows up in a like rented limo with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> Cameron Grimes shows up here tonight in a really nice suit. Those boots. Did you see the boots? And the hat. Yeah. To match. He had wonderful cowboy boots on. Ted DiBiase comes out like your boss from the office. Yeah. He didn't look... <laughs> yeah, that suit didn't look too nice, did it? He's like, hey, I'm going to need you to work Saturday. Yeah. That's what he looked like. <laughs> didn't have the title, didn't have nothing. He comes out. But still, I'm going to let that slide. Ted DiBiase has a microphone, but Cameron Grimes says, Ted, what are you doing, Ted? Why are you doing this to me? And then Cameron Grimes just decides to cut this Oscar-winning performance. He says, why, Ted? Tell me why, says Cameron. I wasn't always rich, Ted. I didn't always have this lifestyle. And just as I start to flaunt it a little bit, you you come up here and, and you... You show up out buying me, out bidding me. What? Why? Why, Ted? <laughs> I look up to you. People like me because I have money, Ted. He keeps saying his name. <laughs> People love me now because I have money, and I—I I guess I thought I—I I thought I—I I still looked up to you, but I guess it's true what they say: never meet your idols. Ooh, he's kind of being a baby. He is a baby face at this point. Ted DiBiase says, I like you, kid. I think we have a lot in common. I see a lot of myself in you. But since, you know, you, you became rich, you lost your focus. You don't know what you're doing anymore. You're just being rich. And then they're both interrupted by L.A. Knight, who wants to talk to you. He says, well, actually, <laughs> funniest moment of the show is as he's about to talk, he's got the mic, he's doing the poses. He's on the ramp. He goes to talk, but someone in the like, crowd, and again, the crowd's only so many people. Someone goes, nobody wants you here. So he like kind of laughs, and he's got to take a second to do his pose again, and then starts talking. Because uh, I was thinking that. He says, let me talk to you. He's got undeniable, undeniable Kavorka. Sure. I think it means mojo or something. He says that he... Uh, He's a he's a bad he's a badass and that Cameron Grimes is not. It doesn't matter about the money. He says, You might be money, but I am personified walking talking gold. Grimes says, Listen here, you dummy, this is a millionaire's chat and not for you nickels and dimes. <laughs> LA Knight says, uh, all right, and as the crowd was kind of chanting at Grimes, he calls the crowd incels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't expecting to hear that. Uh, LA Knight, yeah. He says that. So then he says, uh, you're, you're, you're good, but I'm better. And Cameron Grimes says, well, if you step to me, I'll kick your ass to the moon. And as he turns back to talk to Ted, L.A. Knight attacks Cameron Grimes, hits him with the, the party foul, the, the, yeah. the cutter face buster thing, laying him out. And Ted is kind of just like looking, doesn't sh- not sure what to do, grabs a mic and says, kid, you're never going to get it. Ha, 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 and laughs like the million dollar man. I was a little confused of who I was supposed to, like, yeah. like. like. Yeah, okay, because I, the crowd here love 
Cameron Grimes. We right. love Cameron Grimes, Definitely. right? To the moon. But I was still getting, like, the end of this segment still kind of felt like the heel being embarrassed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it felt like Cameron Grimes, I feel if they were doing the, the, like, sort of turn here, or like a double turn almost, I would have maybe had Grimes come out on top. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite an entertaining segment. It was just a yeah, I, I'm with you. It was a little odd the the kind of roles here. I thought it was so funny that like Grimes now all of a sudden is a good guy, but it's it's so still backwards because he's like Ted, I love you. Like you showed me that if I if I have money, I can be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so funny, but I I assume Cameron Grimes turns face now because yeah. we all love him. And I I imagine the million dollar title is involved. <laughs> yeah, because I can't otherwise it would be it's gotta be, yeah, Ted either the million dollar title or yeah, that makes the most sense. Or I like don't a load want, of money or yeah, something. I don't I don't want LA Knight beating Grimes for his money. No. Didn't and I, work in AEW with Hangman and Matt Hardy, it's not gonna work. Also I, I don't think either of these guys need a manager. So I can't see... I see it as DiBiase presenting a match type for these guys, like a stipulation, right. rather than DiBiase is now LA Knight's manager. Because all the people on the roster who no. need a manager, like LA Knight's the last guy, right? Same with Grimes. Yeah, both of them honest, are just yeah. fine on the mic. They're great. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just thought Grimes still looked a bit dumb at the end. I th- I think it made Grimes look dumb, but in this promo, it made him sound good. Like he yeah, sounded good. Exactly. What he was That's talking. why I just felt the end was off. Yeah, the it definitely dropped down when La Knight came out. He's a great talker, and I love the fact mm. he called people incels. It's hilarious. But that means he's a babyface. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't know. It was a little backwards, but I still liked it. I want to see where it plays out. We go to Indy Hartwell backstage. She is looking for Dexter Loomis all over the place. Cannot find him. Looking around, runs runs into all sorts of rooms with doors, and she interrupts, ever rise live. And they're like, uh, excuse me, what are you doing in here? She's like, I'm looking for Dexter. Have you guys seen Dexter? And ever rise say, no, what are you doing? We're, you're interrupting our show. She says, show, what show? Where's Dexter? They go, whoa, 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 what show? Ever rise live. Whoa, you got a problem with us? Who's the one that always says that? It's, I get the, uh, it's no, it's not. Uh, it's Matt Martell and it's Parker? The, uh, Chase Parker. Chase Parker. Yeah, it's Chase Parker who says this all the time. Yeah, it's like, whoa, you, I don't know why their gimmick is like the Outsiders greasers <laughs> or something. It's like, whoa, you got a problem with us? You, what? You want to take a swing at me? I love the, that. Needs to be their shirt. <laughs> you want to take a swing at me? Yeah, great. Uh, Drake Maverick shows up and says, guys, guys, calm down. Stop this. Stop this. Hold on. What are we doing here? Indy says, come on, where, where's where's Dexter? Has anyone seen Dexter? Drake says, yeah, uh, actually, the last time I saw him a few hours ago, he was in uh, that room over there. She's, she's like, what room? It's like catering. No, he didn't say that. But she goes into this room and then just cuts into her in this room where it's all of his pictures. Like all the drawings. This is terrifying. It's all his drawings. And it's like broken hearted a drawing of him when he was massaging Indy, but now he's got like a knife in his heart. Like, yeah. That one felt very like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Like finding your dead partner and stabbing yourself in the heart. It's, it's very morbid. Yeah. But like, you know, like deep, deep. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. I, 
He's a good drawer. I, I was surprised to see something as like not graphic, but you know, like the yeah, him stabbing himself. I was kind of surprised seeing that on NXT. It was a scary room. It's like a black room. They must use it for it, promos or it's, something. Exactly. It's like those moments in in horror films yeah. and stuff and where they look around. They find that hidden room which has all the photos where the girl realizes they've been spied on all this time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Except Indy digs it. And yeah, and he's like realizes that he is heartbroken. So she's like, "Oh my god, I've done something terrible." He was he was there, and he heard what I said before. I realized. So she's now like, "Ah!" So uh, Indy's got to to find Dexter, and I hope this it's not too late for this love story. I hope not too. Yeah, <laughs> wedding in your house. I liked how Indy's running around and getting involved with Ever Eyes and Drake Maverick. She's taller than all of them. What I want to know is, has she been just running around since last since, Wednesday looking that's for how they That's how they set it up here. But yeah, she's put her wrestling gear on, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I can't lie. I, I'm like, all right, you kind of got me with... I, I like a good romance. <laughs> put a good... Uh, what's what's the one with Tom Hanks and... Uh, uh, fuck. What's a good romance, rom-com? You've got mail? <laughs> no, no, that's Mel Gibson, isn't it? No, that's, no, that's Tom that's Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, but the one before uh, where they meet passed on- away. <laughs> that's Tom Hanks and Wilson. The one with the Forrest Gump. The one that's him and his mom. Um, the terminal. <laughs> that's him in the airport. <laughs> the one where they meet on the Empire State Building. Oh, Toy Story Two. No. Oh. What's the one where they're on the Empire State Building? Oh, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, that's a good one. Or or Mary when Harry met Sally. Yeah, that's a good one. I want them to start being a couple. And they go through like classic rom-com like movie scenarios. Mm. Just n- no more Harry meets Sally. They always do the pie scene ev- overused everywhere. Yeah, we go to Frankie. I want. Oh. Th- they should do the Notebook. You know what do you what want? What do you want? But indeed to Dexter because Dexter would just be stood there silent. <laughs> be, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> it's not that simple. <laughs> Yeah, or Titanic, shit like yeah. that. Like, yeah, all the all the spinoffs there. I'm, love I'm actually Yeah, I don't know why I love it all of a sudden. We go to We're so hot and cold. Like next week we'll hate this shit as well. But we'll be like, this we're in a good worst. mood this week. <laughs> uh yes, the the Twitch chat is all yelling at us. Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. Everyone loves it, obviously. We go to the world premiere. This is a world premiere. Frankie Monet. That's right. She puts her dog, gives her a dog to an assistant before coming out to the ring, looking like a superstar. She comes down and is going up against Cora Jade. Mm-hmm. And Frankie Monet, making her in-ring debut, does like these series of pretty vicious strikes in the corner here. Double knees to the turnbuckle, and then a like butt attack, a hip attack into the corner, and then a double knees to the front, like a meteora, right to the face. Cora somehow gains some control by just continuously forearming Frankie here, but then gets shut down, but then comes back. Cora hits a beautiful side Russian leg sweep. I know mm. you like this one. It was very nice. Monet, though, kicks out, gets up, and hits her with a spear, some sort of blue thunder bomb. She's been watching her... Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah, from with the spear. NXT. From NXT, yeah. And main roster yes. era. Blue thunder bomb type move, kind of proto-bomb there for a, a two, and then, or not even a pinfall, she doesn't even go for that, and picks her up and Frankie Monet hits a move Beth is very uh, familiar with. She goes, this looks familiar. The implant buster. The, the glam chicken- slam. Yeah, yeah, the glam slam, the face buster thing, the chicken wing face buster. 
Frankie Monet pins Cora Jade. The world premiere of Frankie is here. I think uh, they did a good job of showcasing that Frankie is kind of a bit of a powerhouse in the division. Um, I thought she looked really good here. um, And I I like that they gave Cora Jade a little bit of offense as well. She got to get a bit of stuff in, which I think NXT is always pretty good at. It wasn't a complete squash. Uh, but I thought, uh, yeah, Monet looked good. Yeah, uh, she had like this like white gear. Like, I, I'm assuming she's going for like a Marilyn Monroe uh, or something like that. Like cause she's like so her gimmick, she's famous and, and all this. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as her Impact gear and stuff. It's right. the the sort of furry Tyler Breeze kind of boots and the. But yeah, you're like right, like gla- superstar Hollywood. They're calling it the world prem- premiere and stuff. Yeah, so. movie trailers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, John Morrison was tweeting during NXT. Oh, yeah? He was excited about this. He Good said to watch this Mrs. Morrison there. Yeah. Uh, and then he said he was super excited for the main event. So nice. clearly John Morrison loves NXT. He loves his NXT. Uh, I, I think they would work well as a couple, actually. It's like... Surely they'll do that. Yeah. Point. You'd figure that she just gets hot-shotted, to be honest. I think the character with the dog, with Johnny Drip Drip right now, which I cannot stand, but like at some reason, like a couple would work. It's actually... I mean... Miz is out for a little bit now, yeah. but I could see them doing bringing um, Maurice into it as well. Yeah, and you could do a bit of a, a mixed tag. <laughs> yeah, a whole family of these yeah. guys. Yeah, that mixed max challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, like she looked, she looked fine, but she 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 crushed her, and yeah. and that was it. I like but, her. I like Frank. Yeah, um, we still need to get that Frankie EO match since that dog thing happened. True. Right. True. We go to the grizzled young veterans, a little insert promo from like in front of their flag somewhere. They say that recently Timothy Thatcher and Champa have been running their mouths and we didn't travel across the world for this petty rivalry. We don't care. We are done with you lads. And MSK, we're not done with you. We're going to be watching that tag title match next week. We are going to prove that we are the leaders of this division that they desperately need. Not Legato, not Champa and Thatcher, not MSK. And Gibson ends by saying, If MSK was wrestling at the bottom of my garden, I'd close the curtains. <laughs> Love that line. Yeah. Don't quite know what it means because it's like imagine one day you wake up and you go to your garden and you look out and you're like, Oh, this is l- Omega and Okada going at it. Wow, wrestling. this is nice. You're just... Shut the curtain. <laughs> but yeah, the other one, yeah. Uh, I like the 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 line with the that. I, I think he's a great talker. Mm. And James Drake, just looking good there. I liked uh, at the end, James Drake did exactly the same as Timothy Thatcher did. He did Smiled. a smile and then a growl. <laughs> they didn't have any chairs to throw. No. We yeah, go- <laughs> these guys are great. I like their promos. Well, we go to another promo, but this one's more of like a edited video style where it's Imperium. And they're not just on a an iPad FaceTime with Walter. They're on this like hologram VR thing with ho- Walter, like with the title. It's almost mm. like Sith Lord. It is a bit, yeah. It's almost the like Emperor. this, like, yeah. And they give him like they give Walter this like walkie-talkie sound effect on his voice when he's talking to them. Like, have you beaten the Jedi yet? And they're like, not yet. <laughs> he goes, look, we kicked that Alexander Wolf so bad they fired him. That he doesn't say that. They said we need to, Walter's like leading them now. He's the Sith like leader, and he says we need to right our wrongs here in Imperium. So it starts with 
Fandango and Tyler Breeze. <laughs> are you serious? He says, look at them. They are jokes. They're showmans. They're not wrestlers. You are professional wrestlers. So you need to start by gaining back your win over them. Restore honor because the mat is sacred. And they are like, yes, yes, father. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes master. And uh, that's the video. So we're getting Imperium, Fandango, Tyler Breeze soon. Nice. Yeah, I like this. Uh, that We say this every week, but the way they book ahead um, promoting future matches and just doing it like this rather than... You could just give us a match graphic, but uh, I, I thought this was pretty cool. It's, it was different than everything else. Exactly. Like yeah. GOIV, just before this, was like just a camera in front of their like backdrop with mm. a flag of their logo. But here it's like they're in the darkness and it's like this, the hologram. And they've been really good at doing that recently, having just different locations for everything. Yeah. It, it makes the show just feel... Everything's different and it feels fresh all the time, rather, as you said, than just everyone a backstage interview backstage interview backstage interview this is this is way better and i like how walter still got his eyes on things over here it means he's gonna come back maybe SummerSlam takeover if there's one i hope so that'd be yeah good with yeah. the crowd that'd be great i like this though they're like the two like yes yes lord walter <laughs> <laughs> love it we go to bronson reed he comes out looking fly as fuck, but, it, but right before this, he's like leaving the photo shoot with Kushida. He's like, oh, hey, you're a champion? I'm a champion too. So the, he leaves to go. Uh, I think Kushida looked at his watch that he wasn't wearing. Bronson Reed comes out looking fresh. He looked great. He cleans up nice in a nice little that, jacket. That championship money. That's right. Once you're a champ. He says 14 years it took. 14 years of falling down and getting back up and climbing that mountain. And now I got this. Good luck to anyone who tries to take it from me because I'm a big old mountain that you got to climb. But Legato del Fantasma interrupt him. Santos Escobar starts doing the slow clap. He says, what a great telenovela story you got there as the boys laugh behind him. It brings a tear to my eyes. So Joaquin Wilde pulls out a Kleenex box and Santos is like doing crocodile tears, like throwing all these Kleenexes away. He says, something caught my eye when I watched last week, and it wasn't your colossal mass. It was the North American title. And I'm the emperor of Lucha Libre. I run the bingo. And see, North America means USA. North America means Canada. And then they all go, well, we all know Canada doesn't count. <laughs> they all laugh at us. They say, however, Mexico is part of North America. Therefore, that title belongs to me because that title represents Mexico. So it's over, mate, Santos says. And I'm going to do what I do best and take what's mine. So they're about to, like, as he's finishing off, like, it's like, uh, what is it? Who's the back? Scar and the hyenas. Yeah. Like, with his leader, like the leader here. Like but creeping in. As they're all about to beat down on Reed, who's putting up a, a fight, beating up the, the lackeys, MSK come down for the save. So they they scare off Legato del Fantasma. But, uh, yeah, Santos Escobar making it pretty known that A, Canada does not count ever. Yeah. And B, he wants that title. It's the Mexican title. Don't let Cody Rhodes hear this promo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like this. I actually liked the um, the like like 
rationalizing here from Santos being like, oh, it's the North American title. So that represents Mexico and my people. I, I kind of like that to, to make the transition from the cruiserweights to this. Um, I thought Bronson's promo was a little generic baby face here, uh, but I do think he's been sounding better and better every week he's talking. And I guess we were just getting to the, the Santo stuff, but yeah, I think this, uh, I assume this is the takeover match. Take my money. Yeah. yeah 100%. This is, should be very interesting. And I like to see how, uh, Santos is, is still a prominent featured character here. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's a really good talker. And, uh, we watched, what was it? Backlash where Seth Rollins came out in the actual drip yeah. suit, the paint suit. Shame compared to the way this guy dresses. Oh, yeah. This guy is snazzy as fuck. This guy looks great. Yeah, he he's he's a snazzy dresser. Do you? Uh, I assume we're getting the six man maybe next week or the week after. Well, next week is Legado del Fantasma versus MSK. Okay, for the title, right? So I guess the following, following week, week before the pay per view. Yeah, and Santos versus Reed is at the pay per view. I would think so. I originally said it should be Swerve versus Reed, but clearly they're going to hold off on that. Maybe the SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I think maybe uh, maybe Hit Row won't be doing much or have like a segment rough at TakeOver. Rough, hopefully. Oh, yeah, true. Even the dark uh, pre-show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, honestly, they deserve a TakeOver spot, mm. to be real. But uh, I, I like this. I want to see Santos. Santos is a really good talker. And Reed and Santos is something I'm very interested in. Feels fresh as well. I like the way he talked about it. Like Mexico counts. Canada doesn't. Thought yeah. that was funny. <laughs> There's no Canadians to come out. and No one in the segment was Canadian. No, so no one, no one could like, defend them here. But loved it. Beth uh, was very quiet. She's not a real Canadian. Oh, her husband is. Come yeah. On. I don't know. I also like Canada doesn't count because also tonight they did not air this episode of NXT on TSN. You had to use the app because hockey comes first here in Canada. Mm-hmm. So we do count. I, I don't know. We go to <laughs> William Regal, who's got a big announcement. He says we have a main event tonight for the NXT title, which means we're going to have a champion, a do- like a, def- a defiant champion, a dominant champion, which means they need a challenger for the takeover in a few weeks. So next week in the main event, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, triple threat, and the winner faces the winner of tonight for the title at TakeOver in your house. So damn. Next week, Johnny, Pete, and Kyle. That should be a really good match. That sounds nuts. Uh, who's your pick? Johnny freaking wrestling. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, it smells like a classic. Oh, there's... Three of you and there's no winner. Guess there's going to be a four-way match. I, I could see a four-way. We haven't had yeah. one for a while. And I, I kind of think it's it's a short space of time to like heat up someone for Cross. Uh, for like the few to feel ready. So I could see it being a four-way. Or you go with any combination and then the other two split off into singles. True. Uh, but then the, the card's already filling up. It's going to be a four-way, I think. Yeah. Uh, they don't to make it a good mat. Like it needs to be, these guys are all good. So yeah. like, yeah, I, I think a four way would be a, an entertaining match, but this triple threat sounds great. Yeah. I can't wait. So that's the main event next week. I want to see Kyle versus Gargano one-on-one Johnny versus Pete one-on-one, you know, like, so let's get Pete and cross and Johnny and Kyle. Let's do it. Yeah. We go to our main event. Are you ready? The reason we're all here tonight. The end is here. I'm talking about Balor, Cross, 
to Finn Balor does his classic walkthrough gorilla here with the ding 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 music. Finn looking like a badass. He comes out, epic entrance, epic leather jacket, always looking good. And then the champion, Karrion Cross, the killer with Scarlet doing her best karaoke. They do the face-off standing classic intro with the championship and a tale of the tape. Love a good tale of the Me tape. Me too. Yeah. They say if Finn Balor wins here tonight, he will go down. He could. He already technically go. The commentary were selling this great. Uh, they were saying that he's already the, the best NXT superstar of all time. Like it's, you could argue that he's thirty four and eight in singles competition. That's crazy. They're bringing the stats out, the rankings. Yeah. they're bringing out. They say that if he wins this, he will be the first ever person to win the NXT title a third time. Mm. If he wins here tonight, and. They say Karrion Cross is undefeated in singles competition. And me and you were like, wait a second, what? Didn't, how? how? When, when was he ever losing a match? And then we realized he did a tag match. Yeah, he went to the tag championship with Finn. And he lost. And they so lost. Technically, he losers. lost. <laughs> so he's undefeated in singles, in singles competition. Bet they wish they didn't do that now. We have Finn versus Cross one-on-one. Cross starts off, there's like trying to use strength and, and technical stuff but it's cross who's using the wrist control with clotheslines and he starts to beat down on finn balor like on his back uh which shows like he's got like lots of marks on his back like beating him up almost like bruises and then a german suplex and finn is selling it like he's getting thrown around like crazy finn comes back with the double stomp and then classic uh fit finley spot here from finn balor showing uh, his tip of the irish here with the, the apron, where the guy, Finley, Finley yes. would always do this. He'd get you stuck in the apron. In the ring skirt. Yeah, and put the skirt like over your head and beat the shit out of you. Finley was doing all sorts of stuff, kicking him in the head. Followed up, up with this awesome PK. Yeah. Uh, looked great on the apron there. So he's beating him up and getting some offense. But then it's a forearm exchange, and then Cross hits him with a power slam. But <laughs> goes for a second one, and the final cut from Finn but then Cross just no-sells it and gets up and starts laughing so then Finn goes for a stomp again but gets caught into the straight jacket which looked cool the cross jacket sorry yeah that double stomp into the cross jacket looked nice was really cool uh then there's like Cross who gets Finn on the outside and hits a razor's edge into the like the plexiglass Finn is just hurting here back in the ring Finn hits him with the sling blade sends him outside with the tope con but again Cross like no sells it he's doing his best fiend impression just like no selling it laughs and then he grabs finn and back suplexes him onto the commentary desk which looks super painful here the sound it made of the slap didn't break i am the table but i don't think it was supposed to Mm. just look like it really hurt going back in the ring there's then finn who's getting beat up but comes back with yet again the double stomp the john woo drop kick he's in the drop zone he goes up top for the coup de gras, but last second, it's Cross who's playing possum. So Finn, like, lands on his feet, but then just collapses here and gets a German suplex, the Doomsday Saito suplex, and he sells it like he is out. So out. But he's not. He's coming back. And Finn, it shows Cross doing those forearm strikes that <laughs> I've criticized I don't like. Finn then does it. And it looks like 10 times better. Yeah. <laughs> the way Finn delivers these strikes is like it's deadly. the ground and pound to the back of the neck yeah. with the forearms. Cross now, <laughs> Cross is like all kind of shook and beat up. And he looks over to Scarlet, who starts to talk to him. It's almost like she's like, hey, Willing I'm giving on. you like some mystical magic powers or something. Uh, and as he's doing this, 
Balor comes from behind and puts Cross in his own finisher, the Cross Jacket, but Finn Balor's got it on him. It's almost like he's going to tap out here. He keeps trying to get out of it. Balor then turns this, transitions the Cross Jacket into a like triangle, like crazy looking arm triangle with the head locked in, almost like the go-go platter or whatever, but full on arm triangle. Cross is out, and as the referee goes to do the classic ring the bell motion, because he's out, Cross grabs the ref's arm and is like, not today. As he gets out of it, gets to his feet, lifts up Finn with the classic, what is it, uh, Rampage, the p- triangle powerbomb slam, lays out Finn with this, hits the forearm to the back of the head, and then he just starts to kick Finn's head in here for just good measure to make sure he's out. Puts him in the cross jacket. Finn goes to sleep. The ref calls it. Karrion Cross beats Finn Balor again. Uh, I thought this was excellent. I thought this was so much better than their first one. This is Cross's best match so far, in my opinion, in NXT. I loved it. Uh, apart from the those forearms that we go on about, I thought Cross looked really good here. It's the first time he actually felt like this beast. And I was getting kind of Brock Finn vibes at times during this match. I think it's a testament how good Finn is, uh, his selling, and I love his uh underdog kind of fire ups when he he just gets vicious and you buy him as the smaller guy coming back um yeah i i really really love this i thought they they did a great job throughout the show making this feel important just the branding of like balor cross two um seeing them all throughout the night kind of arriving uh i thought they built up this main event really nicely as well they treated it like it was something special for mm. even one of these tv like main events like they promoted it for the past few weeks but then now they've treated it all night special like you said from the entrances to the build-up tail of the tape and i agree this was uh superior than their last match which was the takeover match yeah in my, in my opinion i agree uh it might have something to do with the fact that you're watching it and you go, okay, the loser of this is going to Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> and part of me goes, it's clearly Finn, but how awesome would it be if Cross just... I could see it going either way, because right? I think yeah. I don't think Cross feels right in NXT, and I look at that division on Raw with all the big lads, and I think he'd fit in really well there. Yeah, But I think also... Finn's time is probably up and I think he'd freshen up any roster that he get moves to and I I feel like they treat him better this time round. Yeah. Uh, there uh, have been reports of that there's going to be a few move ups okay. soon. Rick Rick Boogs is already up. Fucking Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs, Eric Bugenhagen. Yeah. Um so I'm with you. I think uh, I think Finn's moving up after this. Uh, it's too bad because I I love this run from the very beginning, the turn from the the title reign. I I kind of wish he didn't lose the title, and we still got that long storyline. Uh, maybe I'm, I, I I love this. This was you're right. This was the best cross match mm. in my opinion. I I liked the one with Finn last time. I thought it was good, but this one was definitely better, and it had a lot more story going into it. Um, they flowed really well together. I definitely makes me go, ah, I wanted Finn to win because I want that that slow burn to the Kyle story Kyle to come back. It just, yeah, it makes so much sense. But uh, I, I guess that's why I was biting so hard on. But the great, great stuff, even the finish with the, 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 the face, false finish with the ref stopping him. It was mm. like, it was, it was good. It was something nice. But that's great. I miss watching matches and actually 
really wanting one person to win. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it more enjoyable. So even though Balor didn't win here, ah. I was rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought a very strong match. And uh, those who listen to us regularly know we're not particularly fans of Karrion Cross and his work so far. But I thought this was very good. Where does Finn go? Does he go to Raw, SmackDown? He can't go to SmackDown. You've got to go to Raw. He'll be the guy. Be the guy on I Raw. I think Raw. I think the that... The Drew Lashley thing is has gone on too long now, and yeah. it could do with someone like Finn freshen it up Finn's and just go guy. right into the title picture. None of this farting around in the low mid card and we'll build you up. Just come in and make an impact. Yeah, honestly, just be the guy because whatever this well, character I mean, is, it works. Lashley's on the Lashley's champion right now, and didn't Finn beat yeah. Lashley as the demon at Mania? Yeah, Mania. So go for it. SummerSlam, Lashley, Finn. Yeah. Why not? If Brock's not coming back, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, overall, this episode of NXT was was awesome. I really I liked do, it. Yeah, me too. It flew by with all the different stuff. Everything felt different and kind of fresh. Loved the opening women's tag match as well. Thought that was great. Bobby Fish coming back to have a MMA fight with Pete Dunne was really good as well. But honestly, the the highlight I, I can't recommend enough is carrying Cross and Finn Balor part two here because they uh, they knocked it out the park even better than the takeover match and it makes me go okay well now cross wins and we mentioned there's that triple threat next week and the winner faces him so is it just kyle winning and facing him like what happens or is it the fatal four-way it makes more sense with the fatal i'd four-way. go with the fatal four-way and then i'd build like it's just i don't feel you'd get a good enough story in two weeks between any of them it's only really after next week. It's only one week of TV. Yeah. yeah. So I I think we might get. Because you know away. what could happen in a fatal four way. The champion. Doesn't have to get pinned? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> so what? Cross. And Cross will probably be the one that just takes out everyone next week. And then Regal goes, you idiot. Have you never watched wrestling? Not you watching. It's now four way. Did you see what Kenny did on AEW? Yeah. He beat up Pac and Orange and now he has to fight them both. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think the Fatal 4-Way makes the most sense. And he goes, no, I went to watch it on Wednesday, but couldn't find it. It was hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, love, I love this match. I'm, I hope this isn't the end for Finn in NXT, but it kind of looks like it possibly could be. Or maybe there's a whole other swerve and it's a five-way match. Finn gets involved <laughs> and he puts himself in it. Uh, I think they, they, they really struck magic with this Finn coming back to NXT and the whole run now, like in hindsight, you're like, oh, that was awesome. It and worked for everyone. It worked yeah. for NXT and it, it rejuvenated Finn so much. So I'm having a little bit of separation anxiety where I don't want him to go now. Question. If this is uh, Finn moving on. Pour a little out, first of all. First run or second run? What was your favorite? Second run. Uh, me too. Like the first run, he came in with the whole internet buzz, kind of one of the first guys to do that. Big, big, huge getting brought here. And it was epic. It was awesome. He did the whole demon thing. He had epic matches. Great match with Nakamura. Longest reign at the time. Yeah, like it, it definitely helped wrestling evolve to where it is now. Mm. To get the cool factor back of wrestling, he was the factor. But then I say he did it again with NXT where he just he came back. And then turn to I heel. think I prefer match quality wise. I now, think it's this. Yeah, run. he's evolved yeah. even further. It's like every time he wrestled someone, he picked stuff up yeah. from them, right? So definitely this second run uh, from the heel turn alone changed everything. I, I definitely loved his run. And I hope 
He's not leaving, but it could be like that. I think he will. I think it would be a good thing. Uh, But yeah, I love this episode as well. I I thought top to bottom, nothing bad. Nothing bad on this show. And some actual really good wrestling as well was the main. If Finn goes to Raw, it means I got to watch Raw now. Ah. Fuck. Well, they should do it then. Yeah, that's how they're saying Finn equals ratings. Finn equals ratings. Right. That's right. The ratings will peak. Like his clothing line. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what we thought of NXT. It was hot. The kid was hot tonight. Let's see what you thought. Every night uh, of Up Next, we will post up on the forum. What is it? The Post Wrestling Forum? Forum Forum.postwrestling.com. I believe if you're a patron of Post, you can access and post and and write in there. And we'll read it here. But join the Up Next Facebook group. Secret group where we post memes and funny things and argue about things. We'll post up a feedback thread there and we'll read it. Just like Corey, who has written in, Corey H. says, I really don't have much to say tonight other than I do not get the appeal or hype of Karrion Cross. He's even more boring than Baron Corbin. Oh, wow. He continues, although at least they settled on making Raquel a full-fledged heel for now, which is probably the best because after her mixed... After her mixed-at-best reaction against Mercedes a couple weeks ago, her face turn may be as well dead for now. Hopefully, her and Dakota stay out of the t- stay out of the tag title scene. I think it, the story is Raquel and Raquel Dakota. and Dakota at probably SummerSlam weekend. And look, I'm not a big Cross fan. I mean, maybe after tonight, I thought tonight he he put on a great show, but Baron Corbin that is <laughs> that is the lowest of the low. I'd say disrespect. Uh, we go to the forum where Magan has posted saying after several weeks of playing tit for tat with their wallets the grimes dibiase segment went a long way into making cameron someone to root for balacross 2 was a worthy sequel and i bit on every submission attempt now the hard part what's next for finn balor as it appears that his second run in nxt may have ended i would hate to see all that hard work go undone when he goes up to the main roster again i pray to god that it'll be smackdown it was my first time seeing frankie monet and i was pretty impressed Santos Escobar took the leap up the card and putting him and Bronson Reed together sounds very good. I'm counting down the days until Dakota Kai and Gonzalez go splitsville. Is Ember Moon getting her shot soon? Hit row rules. Ember Moon getting a title. She's tag title match. So I don't know. I think he's just asking, is Ember Moon going to be moved into singles at some point? She's going to have a match with Raquel. And then when it's a world title match, she'll do the dance. She'll do the dance. And that'll be the finish. The end. That will be the finish of the <laughs> do the dance into an inside cradle. Right. Boom. We go to Frank Fire Frank. He says, "Hell of a main event. I was biting on Finn's near submission win near the end. Cross survives a brutal war. Frankie had a nice debut. Cameron and Ted had a nice moment. Grimes going at going face it seems. And night with Ted could be interesting. Reed versus Santos. Hell yes. And above all, Tian Shaw's back. T-shirt and all." And ready to strike, poor Mercedes. Looking forward to the tag title match next week and also finding out who will challenge Cross at In Your House. Yes, Tian Shah, Zia Lee merch has dropped on WWE Shop. And it's, I could have made it like... Right when this happened. Right when they debuted. Because like, it's just the it's logo. It's their logo on a black t-shirt. Yeah. Great. However, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash up next. And not only could you get our creative stuff like the up next white claw white hoodies Mm. or the inverted black with white or the brand new up next summer we've got tanks up up next summer tanks on the store you can get it as a tank top 
or a t-shirt wow. available in a couple of colors. What a sell. Yes. We have one more bit of feedback. We do here. have one more bit. It's Dylan Grayson who says, great show tonight in my opinion. Only caught key parts because it's finals week. Good luck. But I definitely had to unmute and pay attention for the million dollar face-off. Grimes is absolutely hilarious. The crowd ate up everything he said. When he beats LA Knight and wins the approval of DBRC, it'll be a feel-good moment. Hero's promo calling out every champ was great. Hope they take over the brand. Santos moving on to the North American title is great. Glad to see him progress. Main event was pretty damn good. Balor's recent, more technical style works well with Cross. I think Cross will be money on the main roster, even if he feels a bit out of place on NXT. Yeah, I guess that's why we were all secretly hoping, like, hey, man, you fit this WWE style. You're you're not bad, but, but here he had a good match, so mm. maybe we got to give him a break, but... Uh, overall, I think people agree on some of the same stuff. Santos Reed is lit. Uh, looking forward to the tag match next week and the takeover slots are starting to fill up. So. It's been really consistent recently, I think. NXT. Yeah, it has definitely with the, the TV every week and, and the little like building up to, to big matches on TV definitely help. But it helps when there's a takeover in your house, which their, their advertisements are like. Or is it the peephole when they're looking through and it's the wrestlers and it's like, they're in your house. Who's jumping off the house this time? EO can't now. She already did it. Who is going to jump? Oh, maybe Johnny. Johnny? Who's in the main event? If it's the four-way, it's got to be like Johnny doing it. Oh, that means he's a baby face again if he's jumping off stuff. But what else is there? Maybe the cr- cruiserweight title match? Oh, Shotzi probably. Oh, Shotzi, yeah. And the tag women's yeah. tag title. Or maybe MSK, Grizzled Young Bats, yeah, I imagine. Everyone. What is- what is your takeover quickly before we go? Uh, we think it's going to be a fatal four away. Yeah. We think it's going to be Raquel um, Dakota. Yeah. Reed Santos. Oh, I don't think Raquel. Oh, you think Raquel Dakota that soon? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Or a triple threat tag for the women's tag. And she just doesn't have the title match. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, and then GYV MSK. I guess. I don't think LDF is winning next week. So. No. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, in your house is looking good. And mm. we'll be in your house because whenever that happens, June 13th, I believe, we'll be doing a watch along for that. But join us for BD Elite, a special watch along uh, this Saturday. You and John Cena from Shot in the Dark, which is out as well. Uh, we'll be running down this week's Friday Night Dynamite to give you a little preview for Double or Nothing. This Sunday, we'll be doing a watch along and then a post show recording that. The podcast will go up for all patrons, but the post show, if you want to listen for free, join us on the Twitch. Absolutely. It'll be a lot of fun. 11 a.m. Eastern Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Sunday. Twitch.tv slash UpNextPodcast. And if it's, it may be too late, depending on when you're listening to this, but our Disney sing-along, watch-alongs, King of the Sing, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, in place of Dynamite, we're putting on Beauty and the Beast, and we're going to rock out. It's movie night. Yeah, get your, get your Disney pajamas out and those, like your... Your goofy hats yeah, and everything. Yeah, everything. And, and we're gonna we're gonna do some Disney. You think Karrion Cross will put on his uh, beast shirt to, to join in? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's DM him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so join us for that as well. That'll be a whole lot of fun. Again, we're not really sure why we're doing it, but why not? Yeah, exactly. We just really we'll love see it. if it. We throw things out of the wall. Sometimes they stick. Sometimes they don't. That's great. All the stuff we do. Go listen to all the past shows. Batman Begins, Hannah Kimura shows are here on the free feed. Uh, and then the Patreon. All the past stuff in May that we had so many awesome shows. But the June schedule we'll be putting out later this week by the time we're back next week. And it looks good. So June 1st is a great time to sign up. Get access to all the past shows and all the stuff coming out this next month. And it's going to be great. So go support us. Patreon.com slash up next. 
$5 a month North American tier is all we ask because this month was our highest grossing month. Thank you so much, everyone who supports us. It means the world to us. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's about it. That's it. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And Karrion Cross beat Finn Balor so bad that he's 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 leaving the brand. And if it's so be, if this was the last time, pour a little out for the Finn. And Alexander Wolf. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.